0: Welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast, a podcast all about inspiring and encouraging dads and anglers as we wade through fishing, parenting, and faith on the fly. Coming up on this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast, we interview Mr. David Jacobson of OPros Fly Fishing. o was a small business started by three brothers from Janesville, Wisconsin. They grew up as hockey players, and now they're designing better-performing gear for them to use out on the water. They design peak-performance gear for fishing and outdoor recreation. In this episode, we discuss with David, the third-handed rod holder, hockey stick landing nets, being a new father, fly fishing for carp in Wisconsin, and so much more. Dads on the Fly is brought to you by Pigeon River
1: Outfitters. Pigeon River Outfitters, the place for your family adventure on the Pigeon River right here in beautiful Western North Carolina. Make sure and check them out and take a tube float or a f- you can f- take a fishing float, take a uh, raft, whatever you and your family would like to take down the
0: beautiful Pigeon River. So make sure to check Charles and his gang out at PigeonRiverOutfittersNC.com for a wonderful day with your family right here on the Pigeon River.
1: All right, Caleb. So tonight, for tonight's episode, I first want to just start with the story of how I found um this gentleman that we're, we're talking to tonight th- through the business that they have. So it's, it's been years ago that I entered into one of those Instagram giveaways that you never win. Do, do you know about those?
0: I mean, I've won one. So, I mean, oh, that's I right. You won what? that stinking, fl-
1: <laughs> you won that like $900 fly rod. Well, I never win anything, but uh, I was in this giveaway and they were giving away a bunch of stuff. But one of the things was like, I didn't win it, but if you came in like second or whatever, they gave you this this hat patch, which which sounds like what is a hat patch for a fly fisherman, but I still use it. it. it's a it's a sticky, like it fits right here on like the bill of your hat, right where the bill meets the what is that, the brim? I'm not a hat guy, but it's anyway, yeah, for it, yeah. It goes right, right there right? and it holds flies. Okay. So this was something by a company called OPROS Fly Fishing. Or Opros Outdoors. I think it's o- Opros Outdoors. And Outdoor Professionals is what they go by. And after that, I got to look at their site. And then the next thing I bought, which we're going to talk about, is something that we both now have that I actually have to have while I'm on the water. So before we go into that story, thank you so much. We are welcoming tonight the president of Outdoors. Uh, What was it? Again? <laughs> outdoor, I- outdoor Professionals. Outdoor Professionals. Outdoor we professionals. just know you by Opros. Yeah, man. we just know That's you what We O-Pros. see you from Opros. O-Pros. And that is Mr. David Jacobson. David, thanks for being with us tonight, man.
2: Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, most people know us by Opros, so that's totally fine. Uh, but yeah, excited to be on. Uh, thanks for being a supporter of the rod holder. That's that's awesome to hear that story too. I can't believe you won a giveaway. Like who? Nobody wins those. <laughs> no,
1: I won. I want one of those. You know what I'm talking about, right? The little patch that goes right here.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And, right. I mean,
1: it was sweet, and uh, I was like, man, this is really cool. And it made just like I could stick my flies right on top of my hat, and they gave me somewhere for them. I was like, this is real convenient. And then, as you already alluded to, I was introduced to the rod holder. And when I fish without the rod holder, I almost feel like I'm fishing naked now. So so just tell where? everybody where the idea – because I guess that's your that was your first big item, yes, no?
2: Yep, yep. So we've had several iterations of it. We're on the third one now, um, which I think we're going to leave it alone now. We've kind of worked out all the kinks. Uh, we launched one years ago. I think it was like five years ago. It didn't rotate, didn't move, just kind of held your rod. But that's – that was the progression of it is and to your question of where did it come from we always we grew up me and my brothers as who i'm going to reference as we um like kayak bass fishing for the longest time then we started moving into fly fishing and uh now we're now we're waiting a bunch more we're not in a boat uh still fishing for smallmouth bass most of the time or trout near in the middle of the river and we wore waist packs or sling packs most of the time and just had a hell of a time trying to get gear out of our out of our packs without and it's like what do we do with this rod so we needed somewhere to put it um because you couldn't really set it down you're out in the middle of the water and first prototype was actually a um a bike tire pump uh mount that mounts onto like up, uh, your water bottle cage and it just holds a little tire pump and it was almost the right diameter of the the rod cork so we strapped that onto our waste pack and um it it was like a game changer we're like oh you're just hands free you can change your fly once you nut the fish you can you're not worried about what to do with your rod anymore and we then just went to the drawing board. We're like, let's do it. I was playing, uh, professional hockey at the time. So I was fishing and playing hockey and that was my life. Uh, probably the best year of my life, uh, to date, uh, it, it, phenomenal, right? Like a dream. So, um, we'll get, we can get into the hockey later. All three of us played hockey our whole lives, but, yeah then we're just like i just convinced my brothers and we went for it and we launched that rod holder but the one you had um it was probably the second version it is i don't i'm not
1: upgraded i'm not upgraded to the third you have
2: have the third third? i I have have the second i just have
1: the second yeah man
2: it got better and better and really we just took people's feedback they're like oh it's nice but we want it to rotate so we went back to the drawing board and um you know we're not engineers by any means i try to try to product design that's what my passion is so we tried to cram some more features in there and launched the second one on a kickstarter and was pretty successful and then uh people wanted more features right so uh we added on the slide lock and that thing really does change it where it's you know it's stuck in place it's not going to move around on you and
1: no, I'm um, just a product. I'm going to have to upgrade now. Now hearing about this slide lock, I just use mine all the time. Here, here's the thing that I want people to understand that are listening to the episode. And obviously we're going to throw out all your places to find these at the end of the episode, but it, it hooked, I hooked mine on my belt. And so I think that's what it was made for. I mean, that's so people get this idea. When you catch a fish and you get that fish in the net, I can remember years of just setting my rod down on a rock or sitting my rod down, you know, in the water, which is just, I don't do that anymore. But the biggest thing for me is changing flies. I, I can remember putting my rod in my pack, like in my sling pack, or like in my hip pack, or trying to find oh, yeah. somewhere to and shove it. Right. And then all of a sudden, when I got the rod holder, I mean, it it doesn't matter if I, I, even when I'm on the boat now. I want if I if I forget it, I'm I, it's a must-have in my pack when I go
0: fishing. I have to have it on. Yeah, and the uh, the rod holder for me, I do love the the way now that you rotate them because uh where we live down here i spend a lot of time with my fly in the trees and so man you you need both hands getting that thing out of a tree every now and then. (laughs) so now that i can rotate that my my rod is even or parallel with my body so i'm keeping it out of the trees as i'm trying to get flies out of trees and stuff yeah man it's a it's a game changer for sure when you're wade fishing uh it helps a lot and uh so what i'd love to speak to david um you know we kind of dove right in here talking about this we 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 kind of skipped a bit we'd love to hear a little bit more about the story behind opros um i think it's just a very compelling story you your two brothers uh starting this company together creating stuff for just to make life easier on the water and uh so i'd love to hear a little bit more about kind of how that came came about
2: yeah yeah for sure um geez, it's been, like I said, I think already it's been five years at this. Um, Just the three of us grinding away and uh, don't see an end in the grinding here in in, in the near term. Just just grinding. You guys know how it goes. So lots of work. We all have daytime jobs. Um, And then we do this on the side. And uh, yeah, five years ago, I came up with the idea. I've always been this like idea guy of like, how can we make that better or design something to solve a, solve a problem that we have and um, just started this new passion of fishing and uh, fly fishing particularly and started coming up with a bunch of ideas that could enhance our time on the water. Right. And just, just want, we just went for it. I convinced my brothers to invest a little bit of money in me. Um, Like I said, at the time I was, I was playing, hockey not making any money i was in the, like the farm leagues like there's no money to be made there so needed their money to push this thing and we went and bought a cheap mold and and manufactured that first rod holder but uh yeah we we grew all three grew up playing hockey for the longest time i mean i started when i was like three um and then re- finished up when i was mid-20s whatever it was through college and whatnot um so but that's got, what you, you guys have been in
0: wisconsin the whole time
2: wisconsin born yeah. and raised yep we're still here in wisconsin um southern part of wisconsin and, and that affords us a lot of fishing opportunities i mean the fishing yeah. here is great we have trout um the southwest corner of wisconsin is the driftless area it's known as which is a great brown trout fishery rainbow trout brook trout all over in there uh but then the warm water stuff too rained right in our backyard is you know unreal smallmouth fishing um musky fishing all around. And then you get up up Northern Wisconsin and it's, and it's all musky and smallmouth, And, um, you know, there's walleye. It's, it's really anything you can want to get after it's perfect for that. So we didn't utilize those resources though, as kids, like we were always outdoor kids, but we didn't like spend countless hours fishing that we do now or try to now, obviously tied up with the family and, uh, the, the jobs and all of that. We get out as much as we can, but you know, we were always outdoors. Um, but we would mix in fishing every once in a while. but really, my college years and uh, my brothers after they got to high school is where we really started getting into the fishing stuff and you know it just it becomes an obsession at that point and uh, that's all you want to do. So now you're uh, all
1: three find- hockey players, did. right? All three hockey players?
2: All three hockey players, yep. So uh, was that
1: like super I, I mean I, my dad, our dad is a huge hockey fan. So our hockey knowledge comes from him. And uh, what we know about hockey players is that they can be uh, can be a little rowdy. So I imagine growing up in your house, that was a pretty – is there a little age gap between the three, or are you all like right there together? <laughs>
2: like- yeah, so we're, we're each two years apart, so it's pretty close. We would play on each other's teams like every other year just with the age cutoffs, which was nice. You know, you always get to play with your brothers. And um, But, yeah, battles. Uh, like floor hockey in the basement, uh Roller hockey every day of the summer always ends in a fight. Uh, it's yeah, it's it got competitive. Um, we are all three very competitive, so that's funny. Um, yeah, and it, it never really stopped. But we, you know, we still get into tiffs these days, but it's just the way it goes. Now, it really now,
1: you're com- now you're competitive on the water, right?
2: You know, it's it seems to be a little more relaxed on the water, although like once your brother catches a fish, you're there's there's a few jabs thrown, you know, like, uh, start chirping each other. And then, yeah, he, yeah. I wouldn't say there's ever in a fight, but, uh, <laughs> you know, there's some
0: competitive nature. We can, we can relate to that for sure. Yeah. Or at least I know yeah. I can. I got to ask a little bit more about this transition from hockey to fly fishing. Cause just, just being completely transparent, you know, you think hockey, it's, uh, it's a pretty brutal sport. Uh, it's very physical. And, uh, um, and then you get into fly fishing now, which is, when I think fly fishing, especially around here, you know, it's peace and serenity and being outside.
2: It's just like, man, that's a
0: big transition. What that's been like.
2: Yep. Yep. Um, you know, to me why I like fly fishing so much is, is just like the finesse of the cast and the challenge and it's very active, right? So it's, it's, it's a more active style of fishing. You're always casting, um it I think it's just more challenging I'm always up for a challenge I think that goes back to our competitive nature and um you know maybe it is a piece of that kind of polar opposite where it is you know pretty physical and it, 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 and I'll say this I was a goalie so I wasn't like fighting and you know I was a little bit out of the physicality um of the sport uh, I was one of those weirdo goalies but uh yeah, I think I think you get ten, kind of drawn to the opposite of uh, just getting away from it all and, and going fly fishing, right? It's you know you are out by yourself most of the time and nobody around, and that's that's when the fishing's best when nobody's around, right?
1: No, I was yeah. a I was a baseball player and I was a pitcher, so I I don't know if we compare this or not, but you know pitchers are always like, oh well, you're not really the player, you're you're not. You know, because sure. you're pitching every yeah. third. So the goalies get the same rap. Like, well, you're not really a good skater and all that. Or do you have to defend yourself? I don't know how hockey, you know, how, how that translates. No, I, <laughs>
2: you know. I mean, every team needs a good goalie, right? That's so right,
1: that,
0: man. Um, sure.
2: The way I look at it is like, as a goalie, I'm not out there chasing the puck around. I just, you know, let it come to me. I think it's a bit smarter. Uh, to be <laughs> There honest. you go. You're the, <laughs> I like it. Um, I think uh, goalies typically are are a bit strange. I will say I feel like I'm one of the more normal goalies. I've met some weird weird goalies. I mean, you got to be a little bit weird taking hundred mile an hour slap shots at your base. <laughs> for but, sure.
1: Yeah, uh, we uh, you know we got the airport. Hurricanes here in in uh, North Carolina, so we're uh, we're kind of we're kind of Canes fans when it comes to hockey. I guess wh- who do the Wisconsin folk. Who's your? Do you got a? We, don't have, we don't have a
2: team. We don't have a professional team. Most most people go towards the Blackhawks. I've never had a team. Um, I always just cheer for the team that's. Lo- I'm I'm. I like the competitive game. I hate blowouts. Um, I've never had a favorite team. I just you know, I cheer for the underdog most of the time.
0: There you go. I Like it. Well, let's uh let's pivot back into into the fishing world and and what you guys are doing there at Opro. So tell us, you told us kind of how the company started. Tell us a little bit about how things are going. So did it start did you guys start with the rod holder and it just
2: started from there? Yep, correct. We started with the first rod holder. Um, started to do okay. I mean, peanuts, right? But small companies starting yeah. to grow bootstrapping. Um, and then actually we had a Chinese replica one year in exact Oh, wow. Replica. Uh, and it start. we started finding it out. Cause I'm our strategy year two was like, all right, we got to grow distribution. We got to get into some fly shops. We're doing okay. Online sales. We got to get in front of people. And we start calling shops, you know, and they're like, Oh no, we already have that. And it's like, well, no, you, no, you don't. Like we've never talked. And um, we found out that this company <clears throat> basically made an exact replica and sent six samples out to every single shop of theirs. And, as as like a promo of their new product so everyone already had that version and that i mean that crushed us we were tiny and that just cut off cash flow like no other and we're just like you know it's like well welcome welcome to the big leagues i mean there's no miners in the business where all these guys i mean it's it's about money and if they think they can make some money they're going to do it and there's you know we have no protections and uh or or any money or funds to go after anyone infringing on us so we that's where we kind of took a step back and um, listened to customer feedback, and that's that's really where that second one came from. We had to, you know, we knew there was still a product there and a product space um, just just from the small, I guess, reaction we had to the first one. But it had to be better, right? It didn't check all the boxes, so we launched that second one on Kickstarter. I don't even remember what the goal was now. If you're familiar with Kickstarter though, you have to hit whatever your goal is or you don't get that money. It's, it's a whole a pre-sale platform basically. Um, but we raised, I don't know, something over 30 grand in 30 days and then manufactured that product and then filled all those orders. And so shout out to everyone that supported us in that. Cause we would not be here for sure without that. I mean, manufacturing is not a cheap endeavor. So that got that second one rolling and, and that thing took off. People love that one. I mean, it was, it actually worked better being able to adjust it. So um, yeah. And then about a year into that, we saw a replica of that one too. So it's like this never ending battle, but at that point we were a different company. We were a little bit bigger brand. We had some awareness. We had distribution, which was a game changer. Um, we picked up a few large U um, S distribution companies so we were sitting okay then, and then we launched that third one because we see the space kind of growing. At that point, um, Fishpond had a rod holder, a couple other companies had a rod holder, and you know, I'm not saying we paved that market. They probably had these things in the works already, um, just the way product development goes. But now there's this this category there, right? And there's there's always been this category. It's funny because people are like, you know, all the you know the age old. I, I've just put it in my armpit forever, but there's always been some type of rod holder. It's just how can it better fit your need? And it gets better every time. So that's kind of where we're at now. Um, Where we're going is, you know, we got this, I got a book full of ideas of new innovative products. And what we're finding is like, we can't just come out with products that everyone else is doing and slap our logo on them because Mm -hmm. that's out there. You know, we don't have that brand brand recognition to do that. We need to find these small categories that aren't, being hit and we can slide into there. So that's the strategy. We got a handful of products in the works right now. Um, It's just time and money to get these things to market though. So it's, it's a grind and hopefully next year we'll have, I don't even know. I think I got four or five in the pipeline right now that are ready to go. So um, and that's our strategy. Just keep launching products and um, go that route. Really? So I think we, Oh, go ahead. I I just
0: love the way that you're, you're thinking about doing this stuff. I mean, you're, you're creating stuff that really meets, meets a need. I feel like for, for anglers and for people, especially who fly fish, um, you know, the way you've developed that rod holder, uh, I'm sure some of your other gear, the stuff you've got in the works, I mean, your, your hat clips, like the thing Joshua's got to put, I mean, stuff that I I don't know. I I don't want to say it's, it's not simple, but it's, it's a big, it fits a big,
2: yeah, we get that. We get that at shows all the time. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Yeah,
0: I, I mean, like, it's just so like, it's just like yeah. these are these are items that I'm thinking like, it's kind of like Josh said earlier. I'd never thought I needed one, and then I've got one, and it's been a game changer. Like the rod holder's been that way for me. Um, you know, I, I it's like I don't need to, I don't need. I mean, you know, I don't need to drop any money on that i can stick it underneath my arm and then somebody got me one and i've used it now and i'm like holy cow i'm an idiot for not yeah. ever having one of these before because it is it is really cheap. we haven't even
1: mentioned the i mean and we need to go off from the rod holder because i want to talk about some of his other products <laughs> sorry yeah but <laughs> i mean it, it's super affordable i mean oh yeah, it, it, yeah it's not you're like not it. you're not breaking your bank which i think is important to our listeners and to us the kind of podcast we are we are weekend warrior fishermen we're not doing this professionally we're not guides you know we're we're, we're scrounging up money to you know feed our habit and and to you know for 25 bucks you, you get a rod holder and it's and it's, indispe- and it's indispensable it's durable you can knock it out falling on mine um it's not broken and he also has some cool colors that i didn't even realize until i just started looking at the website so he's got some some cool colors that now come in and so so we can't say enough folks we're going to move on from the rod holder but we could talk about it all night <laughs> but it's you know it's the thing about the size of your hand and you're like how can you t- it's that much of a game changer if you're a fly fisherman but uh I wanted to go into uh, two other things before you, and then if you want to speak about any of the other products, but then you started making nets. And I think the the net story is kind of cool with your hockey background. So, so just talk, talk about that net.
2: Yep. The nets, you know, the nets, the hockey stick handle, we'll start there is, is actually hit or miss. We're learning um, because there's been, there's always been that guy in his, in his garage making a hockey stick handle net it comes off as kind of gimmicky to some folks right away that, you know, in the Midwest people love hockey. So they're like, Oh, hockey fishing. Awesome. Cool. Um, but you get out of the Midwest and if you don't get it, you know, it's, it, it doesn't feel like a premium product to some by when you say it's a hockey stick. So we've changed our marketing to, I mean, in the end of the, at the end of the day, it's a carbon fiber composite handle, right? It's yeah. it's, it's a fish pond handle with a rising net basket. And, and the, strategy there is it's the best of both worlds it's the lightweight materials in the carbon fiber handle and the durability of that aluminum frame i mean it's it's bomb proof right um but yeah we put in the hockey stick thing because that's our background and we love to to stay true to that and um and obviously we know that's a super durable material we've been using hockey sticks our whole life you know and uh we we just went straight to the hockey stick manufacturer and said, hey, we need this, and and we get them right from the hockey stick manufacturer, and we we hand assemble those things in our in our basement. At this point,
1: I just think it's cool because it it speaks to what you guys are. I mean, it it's true to yourself. It's true to to the the three three brothers. That to me, it, it makes it even. I'm I'm sure to you guys, it makes it even more special when people are buying your products and like, wow. You know, this is about our, kind of about our story, our lives. Now we're older, we're fishing together, and, and we have these products that we're putting in, in people's hands. So I just wanted to mention that one. Um, you know, those are available on your website as well. And, and then you got, um, just on the website, some really sweet apparel, man, especially your hats, one like you're wearing. Those are sweet, man.
2: Yeah, you know, the apparel, we don't sell a ton, to be honest. I don't think we have that. We still aren't that, that. we don't. Our brand doesn't bring that clout for people to want to, like, rep it yet so we've we've dabbled in it and we do some short run stuff here and there and um you know for me uh, my passion is product design and getting these products out so if we do move over and we do apparel it takes away from that i mean you know i'm doing most of the product design and stuff so wherever i'm focusing my time there's not time being focused in other areas so uh, it's, it's a constant battle i mean small business 101 right is like what hat are you wearing today i mean i Actually, I just posted a Instagram reel yesterday. I was like, small business hat, 6,000. I was repairing my 3D printer, you know, for prototypes. Actually, I 3D printed a sign for our new shop, which which I guess we can chat about, too. The next step for us, too, is we, fi- we finally moved out of our basements. Well, I was going to
0: ask about that. So all yeah. manufacturing has been done in your basement to this point.
2: Yep. We started in my little brother's basement and then we expanded to my little brother and my older brother's basement. And then now my whole basement's full of stuff. Um, but we finally, we finally are moving into a shop, which is just a bigger basement actually. It's like (laughs) the lower level of this building, but it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, me and my buddy bought the building and, um, and then old pros is taking the lower, the lower unit. And then there's retail on the first floor and then we're building out a six room hotel upstairs. So it's, it's a larger project that we're a piece of. Um, but with the room for growth, like if OPROS does crush it I, in the next three to five years, we can, we can take that whole building and be awesome, but we don't need it right now. So it's, it's, it's growth, but like, you know, our, our whole motto has been like, let's, let's scale at, at a pace that works for us. You know, it's, we are all doing this as, as a side gig. So we kind of have to be mindful of that yeah for sure i totally understand that
0: um well congrats on the new space that's really cool man that's exciting, exciting. You guys. thank exciting you yeah. for, for your I'm growth so that's really cool yeah. There'll well, be
2: more on that. yeah.
0: we
1: will uh we're gonna take a, a short break and then we're gonna come back and uh talk about f- fishing with your brothers and uh kind of just how how maybe just your fishing experience what you kind of like to do and how you like to fish and we may now that I've seen your most recent video, we may even talk a little bit about musky fishing because that looked pretty pretty amazing. And uh let you give a little about that. And then we also, you know, we are dads on the fly. We always want to give you a chance to talk, you know, as a young father, to talk about some of those uh, challenges, but also some of the most, you know, we always say kids are the most special things in the world to us and how it's, it's a life changer and how a game changer, and we love uh, that. So we'll give you a chance to talk about that, too. Um, we're just going to take a quick break, then We'll be right back. The Dads on the
0: Fly podcast is brought to you by Sly Fishing Outfitters. Sly Fishing Outfitters is a Massachusetts-based fly fishing company on a mission to protect you and your gear from the elements. They have full-length fly fishing rod, socks, and gear. Make sure and check them out at
1: slyfishingoutfitters.com. <laughs>
0: And we are back with Mr. David Jacobson of Opros Fly Fishing, and uh, David's been sharing with us a lot of great stuff about what they've got going on over there at Opros and what it's been like uh, getting that business started. And so, David, I just want to ask you as we come back in. You know, Joshua and I have been starting this podcast thing and kind of doing this little. I mean, it's definitely not a business. I don't even know if I'd call it a hustle yet. Uh, but, no, it's but, not. It's just a lot of, it's just a lot of just work. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot more of fun than work. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but we've been doing this. You know, we're brothers that have been going at this. I gotta ask, what's it been like starting a small business with your brothers?
2: Yeah, it's ups and downs, man. It's uh, it's great at times. Like I love building it with them and and being. You know, the whole family gets involved. Really. Um, I mean when we were hand assembling the rod holders, especially that started picking up. I mean, we had grandparents, aunts, uncles, you know, cousins over in my brother's basement hand assembling these things. So that's fantastic. I mean, Is this like set of game
1: night? We're just doing assembly night with pizza and like, you know, for <laughs>
2: sure, for exactly. Yep. Yep. Give everyone a t-shirt. If they come over or order a pizza, it's like, Yeah. So luckily we've, we finally got to a point and outsource that and that kind of got into our strategy really of launch these launch, launch it when we can figure out efficiencies and then outsource it. And in the middle there, it's like a lot of hand assembly for us, but, um, you know, being able to, it keeps us together, right? It's a common thing where it's, it's, it brings us together every week we're in the shop multiple days. Um, but with that kind of comes the bad side too. It's like, you know, I unfortunately have the role of, of uh, like, you know, my title, I guess, is president or whatever i I started this thing, right. And I brought them on. So I, it's, it's kind of on my shoulders and I wear that heavily where it's like, well, you know, I do, I do the manufacturing or I, I do everything but the manufacturing, really. I do the outsourcing and um, you name it, I do it. But uh, I kind of wear that hat to, to have to keep, people accountable and, and it doesn't go well sometimes right because you're trying to tell your brother what to do and uh that's that's where it gets a little contentious but
1: uh or it could you know, be like when you set up the episode and your brother's in charge of sending the email but you forget to tell the guest that we're on eastern time and then your brother ready to go to bed and now it's central time and yeah it could be like that you know like yeah <laughs> leads to yeah. some great conversations <laughs>
2: yeah, and then, depending on you know their mood and and uh, what's going on that day or that week, it it how how high things escalate. so um, But you always got to find a way back to common ground, and I'm just uh, glad
0: you hopped on early like you did. Thanks for doing that for us. You <laughs> kept the fight from escalating, so thanks for yeah, that. Yeah, he was about to get really out. You could tell he was that. getting ready to go to bed, it's, and he's been like, a week, man. I can so It's Tuesday. It, Tuesday. it can't it's Tuesday. be that
2: much of a week. Yeah. No, and, and there's just so much stuff to juggle, right? And like for me, like I just live it. I am passionate about this business and business in general. And like, this is my baby, right? Um, I would say it's more kind of their adopted baby. Like I forced it into their lives, but you know, they, they still have the passion for it, but it's like, I just eat, sleep and breathe this, this company and nonstop talking about it. I feel like sometimes they, they don't want to hang out with me because they know we're going to talk about business. Um, So it's, there's definitely that side of it, but um, I, I, always go back to the positive of like, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to be able, like, and then we go fishing together all the time too. Right. So there's that side. And, um, it's just, it's just, I don't know how connected we would be without it. Right. I think it really does bring us together.
0: We, we talked about that a lot, uh, since we started this podcast podcast last year is how much it has drawn mine and my brother's relationship closer together. Uh, it is one of the things like, in and, and, I think Josh was probably more like you in that. Like, this is oh, all he wants to talk about. I was about, thinking 100%. <laughs> like, Cause
1: now family. I am kind of
0: like, man, let's go do something else.
1: Now family dinners <laughs> I mean, are like tired of hearing about where we're going oh, next yeah, or which yeah. episode we're going to do. Always
2: going, always. Like, yeah. we'll be riding out to a fishing spot at like five in the morning. Yep. Not, I'm just product. I'm just thinking of all these product designs in my mind. And like, I will consciously be like, no, don't say anything. I know <laughs> they don't want to hear it. And then I can't stop myself anymore. I'm like, Well, what do you think about like this idea? You know? And I just go off and they're just like mm-hmm. yeah. I'll yeah.
1: type a text message and then I'll just delete it. Because I'm like, he doesn't want to hear about this today. Like the <laughs> yeah. next guest we're gonna get. Like I've already so now I just start lining up the guest and start talking to him myself. Like sometimes on the DMs on social media, because he can see those too. That's why like with you, I just started texting you. I was like, me and David, we'll just text and then Caleb would just come in when it's time to do the episode. But so, that
2: brings problems then too, because then now you have a plan and oh, then- yeah not in well, on we,
0: the plan we, we've we've worked through that we've had to work through that a little bit we've had some yeah. tough conversations get, about we're that. we're getting a little better but, but we're getting a lot better and and we do uh we've got a lot better at communicating um those plans and, i think yeah we have a, we have a shared calendar now to, yeah we have a to shared keep up calendar with, keep up with everything and keep up with all the stuff of what we're trying to do so yeah yep. um yep. We, and
2: everyone's got stuff going on right oh like, yeah for like, sure you know so it's it's and it's a side hustle and it's so it's yeah. like you're already dedicating more time and it's it's tough to keep people going and you know y- you try i mean we're, we're doing a decent job at it but it's i nah, don't sell yourself short
1: man you're connect. doing a great job you got great products don't sell yourself short it's a i mean we wouldn't be talking to you if we didn't believe in the stuff you're putting out for sure Appreciate so
2: um, yeah no, for sure and it's like uh yeah, I mean, you know, everything's got stuff going on. I got a kid now. My brother, older brother's got a kid now, uh, so we're stoked for them to start growing up together. And uh, I don't know, my younger brother, I, I don't know if kids are in his cards. We'll see. Um, you never know.
1: Well, well, let's go ahead and transition into that now, and then we'll kind of end with some fishing questions. But you are a new dad, you told me, and um, just talk about how and we, we've talked about this on our pod cause that's what we're all about here. Dad's on the fly. How cool of a moment is that man? And, and how, how much does it change your life when, when you become a dad?
2: It's yeah, it's, it's a for sure kind of passing of the torch moment. Right. And it's, you take that in a lot of different ways. I remember, um, you know, having a business, having a day job, having a million passions and sports going on. It's like, Eh, well, maybe I can't do all of those now. And it's not the worst thing, right? It's, but it's, it's, you got to find this balance. And for me, it's like, it is really hard to dial back. Cause I'm just a go, 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 go guy, you know, like never stop. So um, that the balance there has been key, but yeah, there's so many positives. It's like every day, it's like, I, you know, to be honest, I've never really been like a big, like, I love little kids, but like never been like, so invested in little kids like I've coached sports and stuff but like when it's your own kid it's it's different it's like and you can't explain that and I never I, I'm learning it now right my daughter's uh just turned one last month so it's like every day is a new development and it's like what is going on like you couldn't even crawl before now you're running around it's like this is wild so we're, we're finally getting her out on the boat which I'm stoked about because nice. like my long-term plan here is hopefully to get her into fishing and then that's like the best excuse like hey we gotta go
1: okay we can we can we can talk about that's this we can talk about this all fair or you could just go back and listen to some of our episodes where we've dug, <laughs> dug really deep into that um you know that's the goal right yeah because that has helped me this summer with some trips now that my son's all into waiting with me which is was super cool um but yeah you're still in that phase man those are i'm sure people have told you this and and we're not trying to just tell you something you probably don't know but it, it's really insane how fast they go from one to seven my daughter my youngest now is seven and, and she'll be going to second grade and man i i can just remember those days i can remember being frustrated as a dad when they wouldn't sleep or do what they needed to but but man those times are special so cherish those moments buddy just soak them up
2: yeah. the sleep thing my my daughter's just like me no sleep yeah. <laughs> that was
1: my daughter so
2: yeah, it's fun. No, for sure. And I like me and my wife are completely different. Where it's like she's like, "Oh my god, she's growing up so fast." I'm like, "Yeah, let's. Go. I love it. Like, let's go.
0: Like, <laughs> let's get her there. What are let's we go. learning next? Yeah.
2: Like, when are we playing sports? Like, let's. What are we doing next? Let's yeah. go. I love it. I yeah. I can't wait. So it's. But then I'm sure I'll get to that point. I'm like, oh man, we're this. This is going by pretty fast, right? So yeah. we'll
0: see. So how is it? I just want to ask, you know, with all, you got a day job, you're doing this business on the side and now you got a, you know, you got a um, young kid at home. How are you bouncing at all?
2: Don't sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my number one answer. And he's
0: uh, he uh, spending
1: an hour with some dudes yeah, from Western say, North Carolina. I mean, we're <laughs> taking does? up another hour. of his time,
2: so. No, hey, I've. You've seen me drinking my coffee right now. This is like the <laughs> start of my next, my next shift here. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. It's, and I think it's um, I wouldn't recommend it. It's, you know, I have the day job and then I have the side job of all pros, which is a full-time job. Yeah. And then now I have this real estate venture with my other buddy and um, who knows where that thing's going to go. And the daughter now obviously takes a ton of time and it's, yeah, it's there. I, I, that's always my go-to is don't, you know, don't sleep. People, people don't really believe me, but it's like, no, really. I, I, I don't have time to sleep sometimes. So it's, yeah. you know, it is what it is. I'm still pretty young and I'm, I'm fine grinding right now. So it's, it's you know, that, I'll put in, put in the work now. It's a hockey player we'll
1: mentality. You can just tell he's, he's tough through all the <laughs> so things.
2: I, like I said, before, I always cheer on the underdog. I always saw myself as the underdog. I'm a very undersized goalie. Uh, so I was always the underdog and I had to prove myself. And I always live by them just work hard and if it's not working out work harder so i still very much live by that
1: now did you you said you got your daughter on the you got her on the boat have, have we got her uh holding holding a fish yet or touching fish is she, is she no is no she kinda... fishing
2: yet so this is a tough situation for me my wife is not big on on water or boats so like it's already a very like let's go like, I, all right. Also doesn't help. I had this, like, I, I rebuilt a, a ginu uh, like a small skiff. Uh, and that was my first boat. You know, it's like a tiny little water canoe with like a 15 horse motor on the back. Like it's not the most comfortable ride. So she didn't love that. I finally now have a nice, nicer fishing boat. So she's a little more comfortable with that, but never really likes the water. So it's, there's no rods in the boat when we're going, it's like, I got to watch the kid. we got to putz around. We usually, we just cruise down the channel and get dinner and then. All right. So,
1: so you talked about your, your, your one brother, right. Who probably isn't going to have, you said may not ever have. So he can be the favorite uncle. And when you get that boat big enough for, you know, you get uncle up there with your little girl and you're driving or you make uncle drive and you hold that. That's how we, that's how we run some trips here. When we've had a couple kids on the boat, You know somebody's rowing and somebody's in charge of the kids that, uh, because I'm the same. Uh, my wife doesn't do water. Um, people can't understand, but it's it's cool. She loves what I do, and I love what she does, and she's super hard work. But uh, she doesn't do water, and she's always the same way. Life jackets are we super safe? Make sure they, you know, it's always like. So we have to tell the story. Look, we did so good today, mom. We didn't, you know. Um, so I, so I get all that, yeah, for sure, and I understand it. But you just you play on those uncles, man. The, the, those yeah. people, get yeah. them in there with you, and it, it it's it's cool because those are some we've got some great stuff where Foster's caught like cool fish with Caleb or, uh, you know, Corbin's caught like cool fish with Caleb while I'm on the oars and, and those are, those are cool videos and stories. So yeah, trust me, you're going to do it right, man. We can tell you got the passion to, to make it work.
2: We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, as outgoing as my daughter is, I have no doubt. She'll (laughs) rock and
0: roll (laughs) with, that's awesome, man. Yeah, Yeah. It's definitely fun when you can get the kids out on the water with you. It, 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 it just gets even more special. And, uh, I have way more fun watching my kids catch fish than I do catching fish. So, uh, it's, it's something or, pretty neat. Or
1: not catching fish and playing with the rocks yeah, and I mean, the that's salamanders and what whatever into a lot of times. Yeah, so yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah.
2: No, it'll turn it. I'm sure it'll turn into a competition for me real soon. Uh, <laughs> she starts catching fish and I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's enough of that. I got to yeah. catch
0: that. <laughs> for sure. Well, man. So, uh, so you're there in Wisconsin, Let's talk a little bit more about the fishing that you guys do.
2: Yeah, we're hooked on, you know what? Actually, personally, I'm hooked on carp right now, but really, uh, that's like summer stuff. Cause you can't really target musky summer. It's the water gets so hot. Um, the fight's just too much for them. So they, they get super stressed. Um, just, just the warm water system, right? That's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Same thing with trout, right? Like it gets, yeah. it gets yeah, a we, certain we we kind of cut and, off trout. Yeah, you can't, you can't mess with them. But carp, man, they're always eating. And, like, it's the opposite of musky fishing where they're everywhere, and it's very visual, and it's a finesse game. And, I mean, I love watching those things eat. It's And they're always eating. So it's it's fun. It's almost as frustrating, though, too, because they're super spooky. But I've been yeah. loving that lately. What
1: kind of flies are we throwing at carp? Just not done that uh,
2: I probably got, like, any little buggy thing. Uh, What are they, they're like a mixture between a, like a, it could be a wormy looking thing or a tiny little crayfish looking thing. The, the, what the fly looks like is the the least important thing. If it's a smaller size fly, even like a small woolly booger or something, you got to put it five inches in front of its face, not spook them and they're going to eat it. And they just turn and slurp it. And then they're gone, dude. It's a freaking semi truck. I've heard it's like
1: the red, the freshwater redfish. Somebody said, that's
2: that's what they say. And that's that like sight fishing side of it. Cause you'll see them feeding. You got to get them feeding. If they're not like, if they're just cruising, they're probably not going to eat. They got to be feeding. They call that like a happy fish. Right. Um, they'll tail like red, red redfish. Um, they'll back and you know, it, they act a lot uh, very similar but they're always eating their metabolism is super high so but they have uh, they don't have very great eyesight so you got to plop it right in front of them they got uh very sensitive lateral lines so they're super spooky so you got to kind of creep up on them um but man yeah it's it's super visual because you have to see their head other because you got to drop it in front of their face and it's about presentation and they turn and eat it and it's like game over Oh, that's awesome. So
0: are you doing this on, are you doing this on like off your boat in like lakes, I, so rivers? or are do really doing?
2: weird. Most of the time I'm fishing by myself. So I'm up front with a trolling motor. Okay. Not ideal, uh, cause how spooky they are, but I've adapted my practices where it, like it works. Ideally you're like pulling around or rowing or creeping up on them, but it seems to work all right.
0: Are you doing this? Rivers, lakes, small lakes. Where were you doing? Both, this? Both? both. Okay. Anywhere.
2: Yeah, they're everywhere, man. Um, I mean, back eddies and rivers, um, shallow spots in lakes, grass flats, sand flats, mud flat. You know, they're everywhere.
0: We got a we got a lake here locally that's supposedly full of them, and uh, we've we've heard of a guy that's fly fish for them before. A lot of, a lot of people, you know, throw big, uh, like big. Spinning gear and the big bait balls kind of thing for yeah, them, big stuff, treble yeah. treble hooks and stuff. So, um, which I'm sure is awesome too. But uh yeah, that that's got me interested and in maybe wanting to check that out on the fly maybe sometime. I'm all over it's
2: it. Good. It's fun. It's so visual. It's and that's the best part about most fishing, right? Is you being able to see them eat it. Is oh awesome. yeah,
0: that's yeah. why we love dry fly eats. So
1: yeah. Much. That well, speaking of dry fly eats, I mean, I know you said the driftless is there. I know it may be a little ways from you, but we've heard We've heard great things about the driftless um yeah. it's a place yeah. that I now want to go just because of how cool it is to fish, so I've seen yeah. videos
2: before we go to the trout. I would mention though carp do eat top water as well like berries they'll slurp berries off when, oh, wow, when yeah. mulberry season's popping man like they're just eating everything off the top of the water you always see them like mouthing the top of the water yeah right? for so, sure
0: i mean that's what, the lake around here that that we walk around sometimes my wife and i'll go walk it and we'll see them i mean we'll just see them good. big pods eating, of them it's huge Even and they're they're, they're under trees
2: yeah yeah mulberries huh. mulberries but like you can take if they're they'll be slurping up in like the muck sometimes, and you can take like a, just a dry fly. And if you get it in there nice and soft in the area where they're eating, they'll find it and they'll eat it. It's top water, it's crazy.
0: That That's I'd never thought of that. That's I, I, I'm gonna have to try that now. That's something we're definitely gonna have to look into um, for sure.
2: But to the trout, yeah, we I don't I don't trout fish much anymore. Um, problem is it's you know to good trout water here it's like an hour two hour drive and i drive over a bunch of warm water stuff to get there so it's like i'm just gonna go fish this and you know especially with the kid now the the time windows are a little limited so i got the lake two two blocks from my house here i'll just get out there when i can or um the wisconsin river is not far from here and that's like unreal smallmouth bass fishing um but trout fishing is great i mean we did that we we were those guys out there uh, preseason opener January whatever negative degrees outside trying to catch some trout um, we've done that before
0: gotcha well man this is this has been awesome Josh you got anything before we kind of close things out we nah. we could sit here and talk this stuff we got long but we gotta we gotta
1: we gotta let him tell everybody opros give it the website and I know you're on Instagram just give all where everybody can find out your stuff
2: Yeah, sure. Yep. So oprosgear.com or oprosflyfishing.com. Like you mentioned, it's short for outdoor professionals is kind of where it came from. That kind of branches from our hockey side of things, right? Um, Instagram, oprosflyfish, same with the Facebook. Um, And then uh, do you want me to shout out? We'll do it. We'll do a discount code too. Actually I'll set it up right here after we get off and just be, uh, make it dads on the fly, all lowercase. 15% 15% off and we'll uh, we'll just leave that thing open. If you guys want to shout that thing out.
0: Oh man. Thanks dude. We, we, we will, love that. We will knock That'd it out. Man, for we'll sure. make sure to share that with all our listeners and uh, we'll make sure to share all those links in our show notes and that discount code as well. Um, David, this has been great. Thanks for your time tonight. And uh, Joshua, anything before we kind of wrap this up? No, just another example, man, of how
1: a small business, the a product, you know, just a little hat patch that turned into a rod holder. And uh, and now you see the passion behind why you know it's successful. So I just want to say big kudos for you, man. You can tell you're working hard like crazy, and you're making these things go. So we wish you nothing but the best. We hope it just goes crazy, and we can say, hey, we remember when we had that guy that's doing all these cool things on our podcast. So yeah, good luck to you, buddy.
2: I hope so. Yeah, no, thank you guys. Appreciate taking the time. And this is probably got to be the hardest thing of a fishing podcast is cutting it off right because you have fishing stories for days oh right. we could do
1: this yeah. all night long man Just mostly, some people don't want to talk listen to us for over we could go over an for hour hours and hours oh, yeah. for sure
0: well guys thanks everyone for listening yeah man thanks everyone for listening to uh this interview with mr david jacobson of o pros and until next time tight lines for listening to this episode of the dads on the fly podcast we hope this episode has inspired and encouraged you as a parent or an angler as we wade through faith family and fishing all on the fly make sure to check us out at dadsonthefly.com or find us on facebook and instagram at dads on the fly shoot us a message as we always love hearing from you all if you'd like to check out any dads on the fly merchandise you can find it there as well and as always if you can leave us a rating or review and share this podcast with a friend until next time tight lines Thank mm-hmm.